Adventures of Us. The podcast about everything, nothing, and all the in-between. Awesome. Bobby, how are you this week? <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit of a shit show. Yeah? Yeah. Explain. I... Elaborate. Excuse me while I get comfortable with my mic. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I This past week, for those of you that don't know, I work in hospitality and... Uh, this past week, we went from like 30% occupancy, which is terrible, to oversold. Oh, wow. With zero rooms out of order. See, I also work in hospitality, and we had the opposite happen, where we were going from 80 to 100% per night down to like, I want to say 50 at the most. Most of the days it was 25 to 30, but we're also a smaller property. Yeah, you are. Um, but we went from like 30% occupancy to like almost 100 check-ins a day. And doing that uh, by yourself is hard and definitely screwed with everything mentally. And I am just tired it also doesn't help that you still don't have a car a car so you're still driving back and forth well not driving you're lifting back and forth places and or getting my boyfriend to pick me up and that's that's expensive yeah not not the boyfriend part the lifting part yeah the boyfriend part's just (laughs) nerve-wracking boyfriend part is expensive in a different kind of way but no um and then I mean, today I had bizarre conversations with my brother, so... so Shout out to Bobby's brother weird. in Texas for... Eric, we love Eric. Yeah, he's cool. Weird conversation. Anyway, um, anything else happened this week? Um, mm. Oh, right. You and I went and saw Avatar The Way of Water. By the way, late happy birthday. Thank you. His I'm, birthday was last Wednesday. I'm now ancient of de- Thursday. Thursday? Yep. Thursday. Yes. Thursday. It was the f- fifth. Yep. I am now yeah. ancient of days. Yes. Yes, you are. Which is just unfortunate. However, that didn't stop me from celebrating my family and I. We went and did an escape room. Which you failed. Well, to be fair, to be fair, it was their easiest room. And there was only a 50% success rate anyway. That was their easiest? Yes. Did I tell you I used to host an escape room? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, Back before all of the traumatic stuff. Uh, Actually, after. Oh. That was before I moved back down here. Oh, right. Dang, you were commuting a ways. No. Oh, no? Before. Oh, oh, okay. That was in, that was. Oh, right. The up north location. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some dude ran it out of a dental office. Which is um, sketchy. No, it was, it was actually really cool. His day job. Okay. So the dental office was above them. And then his day job was insurance. And then the weekends (laughs) he would run an escape room. He had three. It was actually super cool. Yeah, I think the place I we went kind had... of miss doing it, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. I think the place we went had, I want to say, five running at a time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, five different themed escape rooms. They... Well, and they have a host per room. So... Yes. Yeah. 
and they shift at things out every once in a while, mm-hmm. different themes, different puzzles. It was fun, though, despite the fact that we failed. We were close, though. I feel like we could have gotten it, but we didn't. And you know what? You win some, you lose some. Don't yank on I'm your I'm sorry. Mind. I didn't mean to. I was... G's aggressive. Sorry. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah, after the day after... You and I hung out, and we saw Avatar The Way of Water, yes. which, without going into spoilers, here are my thoughts. Oh, okay. Visually, spectacular. Yes. Just above and beyond. Out of the water. <laughs> pardon the pun. Um, he intentionally did that. Don't pardon him at all. <laughs> the What they did... With the villain. I thought wasn't going to work. And then it did work. It worked out really well. I I'm, I was surprised by that. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to stay it. You can check your phone. It's okay. Sorry, My phone is going off. As I open up TikTok. Whoops. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you've got 80 trillion tabs open. and about I only a, had five. And about a billion and a half notifications. Because you never clear your notifications. No, I... Okay, so right now I have a voicemail that I haven't checked. My phone is telling me that I am linked to my computer and that I have a Facebook heads-up chat open. Oh, right. And then I just got an email. Sorry, I forgot. That's your actual phone phone that you're using right now. The one you never check is the one we're filming off of. Yeah. That's the one with eight trillion and a half unopened notifications. Yeah. Anyway, where was I? Avatar Way of Water. Um... Visual effects, great. I think what they were able to use from James Horner's original score for the music was beautiful. beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, it kept very much with the theme from the original Avatar. Yeah. And then just sort of incorporated off of it, which yeah. I'm, I'm glad they were able to because when James Horner passed away, I was very much concerned about the quality of the music for the sequel. Excuse the yawn. I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> without going into spoilers, the thing that I found most interesting, they ended up not continuing at all in the film. And then there was a plot point that an entire subplot, totally unexpected in the middle, that they just sort of rolled with for the rest of the film. Like, the first half was very much what you would expect from the trailers. And then the second half was not at all what you would expect from the trailers. Which one? Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I mean, Sigourney Weaver's character in this film, I was really invested in. And then they never went anywhere with her. But that's not- because they were doing it in the third. Yeah, that's because they're setting it up for Avatars 3, 4, and 5. I am eager to see what happens with five since rumor has it they're going back to Earth. Yeah. Um, Very, very eager to see what happens with that. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think the whole point of that film series is less to tell an actually engaging story and more just to get you invested in the characters and the world. Yeah. Um, one point I brought up was that I, 
I have gotten used to looking at series like Harry Potter, like Lord of the Rings, like The Dark Knight, like all these other fabulous trilogies or series as a whole. Right. Um, and being able to be like, oh, yeah, one played into two and two played into three and three played into four and right. so on. Um, but I feel like two was just such a bizarre Avatar The Way of Water was just such a bu- bizarre second film it felt like it almost felt like an intermission that was three hours right. long. <laughs> at the same time it totally makes sense for it to work that way yeah like like you just said we're used to seeing these film series um as a whole or at least with like say star wars or the mcu we're used to the films coming out within about I want to say three to five years of install installments. Yeah, wise. but you and I both with um. So we made this plan. Um, it was my birthday present to Matt to go see uh, Avatar: A Way of Water. Yeah, and um, both of us after we made the plan to do this have both watched Avatar beforehand. You watched it what like a week before, and then I watched it like maybe three or four days yeah. before. It's just. It's very much interesting to, even if you have the storyline fresh in your mind, to just have that gap between when you were most invested in a story. And then, what was it, like 11 years later? Um, they said The it first one the, came out in 2009. Yes, but they said it in the story that it was oh, like 11, yeah. or, uh, 11 or 12 years later yeah. or something like that. So even if you had an idea in your mind of where the story was going to go for a sequel, they did a massive time skip. So Yeah, they did. Which you're not going to see in the third movie because no. they've already started filming the third movie they, or filmed it and now it's in post-production yes, or something like they that. They filmed two and three Simultaneously. Simultaneously. And then allegedly recorded, well, filmed at least a third of four. Of four specifically to avoid issues with child actors aging out of their roles. Yeah. Which I always think is really interesting because there's only so many ways you Which can honestly, go about that. I think that. it has to do with that one character that you were like, he's like 10. Yeah. Running around with yeah, no uh, clothes on. The, the only human... Risa! The only me, my cat is being <laughs> stupid. The only human character in that entire film. No, he's not the only one. Okay, well... Okay, no, you're correct. Because they, they see Max. Yeah, and they see the uh, fishermen. Yeah, and the The fishermen. whalers. The whalers are all... Yeah, the whalers. Uh, human as well. I wasn't thinking about them, but like... One of, throughout the majority of the runtime, like, I want to say about 50% of the runtime, the only human character we see is, like, this, what, he's 15. He was 19 during filming? 19 during filming. His character is, like, 10 or 12. No, he's older than that. He's, like, he's, like, supposed to be, like, 15 or 16. Okay. Either way, very. They show a flashback of him. Oh, right. And he and was he's like like four, five, or six. He somewhere existed in that age range. before yeah. the time skip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because they have to give you his backstory, and so they show you this little boy running around. Right. Um. 
And that was supposedly before Avatar, the first Avatar. Or immediately, immediately, immediately after. after. Yeah. But I would say that it was before. Either way. There were actual people in Hell's Gate. Yeah. Either way, it's um, probably why they filmed a third of Avatar 4 ahead of time. Yeah. It's just that one character. Yeah. Um, I did like the film, though. I like It was good. It was very good. It was not plot-driven at all. It no. was very much visually driven. Right. And... I was trying to find the right words. It was not coming out right. <laughs> uh, while there are a lot of characters that I'm looking forward to seeing again... Yes. It's not going to be my next hyperfixation anytime soon. No. I'm going to be rolling over there with, with Star Wars and Batman for a while. <laughs> You've been on Batman for forever. I've I have, been on Batman. On one second. I have a hair on my mic. Oh, I found it. Okay. Sorry. I was like talking and I could feel it like tickling no, that's my fine. face. And I was like, this needs to go. I've been with Batman as a hyperfixation. I can tell you exactly when it happened. Okay. It was in April of last year because for my dad's birthday we went and saw matt reeves the batman oh yeah and that's really what fascinated me yeah because for the majority of my life i've been very much the marvel side of things very much spider-man centric i i I grew (laughs) up loving batman because of my name ah yes (laughs) <laughs> you kind of had a fandom thrust upon you there. Yeah, I did. Well, and um, growing up with a brother that is six, almost seven years older. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Did he watch the Schumacher films? No, we watched a lot of the animated series oh, and okay. um, Batman Beyond. Oh, right. That that would He would have been the perfect age right as it was coming yeah. out was Batman oh, Beyond. Yeah. I would love to see a live action adaptation of that. I would too. Um, I also watched a lot of the Justice League and oh. like the animated Justice League. Yeah. And um, what is it that followed? Justice League Unlimited. Justice League Unlimited. Um, I wish there is one episode, if they do Batman Beyond, there is <laughs> one episode of Justice League. I think it's Unlimited that. I would hope that they would also include into that live live action reenactment. Epilogue. Which is the talk about Terry McGinnis. Yes. Being. Um, Bruce's clone slash Bru- slime. Yeah, Bruce's clone. Yeah. I love how we're talking about this and not getting into the episode. Jesus Christ. There is a cat in a box. If I fits, I sits. I guess. You keep hitting your mic. Hot cannon. Cable. Yep. I'm going to back up a bit. Um, get your foot off my cable first. Feet off the cable. <laughs> Jeez, Fred. Fred, I'm George. Honestly, woman, you call yourself our mother. <laughs> oh, I saw the uh, illustrated Order of the Phoenix in Barnes and Noble the other day. Did you? Mm-hmm. I need to get that. Yes. Also. Small problem, though. Where the fuck is that going to go? 
Well, I mean, you could always yeet the cursed child. Uh, Bryce gave that to me. Ah, I will move it to a different shelf. So if Bryce gave that to me, yeah, I don't want to lose that. We good? Hold on. Okay. Okay. Yep, that's better now. Fantastic. And you feel more comfortable and we're not going to snap your neck at any point. Snap my neck or fall off my fucking chair. Today on Not Gwen Stacy, my friend Bobby. <laughs> Hold on. And then my nose is running. God damn it. What is with this? Okay. Um, We were talking about Batman. We were talking about Batman. And I do think we could get a couple of films out of Terry McGinnis, but I don't think that Warner Brothers is ever going to do it. I don't think they would, especially with all the the stuff that's going on with the lawsuits right now. Yeah. I think Cuz they have some massive lawsuits going on. For one, they still need to give Ben Affleck more time to shine as Batman. I think he really does have I'm going to be honest. I still have yet to see those. The Zack Snyder movies? I've seen Man of Steel. Okay, you just haven't seen Batman and I've v seen Superman. The first Wonder Woman. Okay. You haven't seen Batman v Superman or Justice League. Or the second Wonder Woman. I haven't seen the second Wonder Woman either. Or Aquaman. I've seen Aquaman. See, between the two. I watched Aquaman on B's floor. Do you remember that? Uh, You were there. Yes. I watched it off your computer. (laughs) Between the two of us, we have seen one Snyderverse. Yeah. Um... I do think, though, that Ben Affleck was an interesting Batman. It wasn't necessarily my favorite take on the character. Um, For that, I definitely prefer Michael Keaton, uh, Val Kilmer, Christian Bale. I mean, you have in Minecraft a skeleton horse named after Val Kilmer. Yes, but that's more of a tombstone joke than a Batman joke. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Because he was uh, once upon a time had one that was named uh, Tombstone, didn't you? No, no, no. Or I is had... it just renaming one Val Kilmer? Yeah, I've got okay on the old server. I had Val Kilmer and Dana Delaney and um, shoot, what's his name? Who else? Who else starred in Tombstone? I don't know. Why are you asking me? Uh, Kurt Russell. Oh yes, that's yeah. who it was. Kurt Russell. Yeah, so I had Kurt Russell, Dana Delaney, and Val Kilmer. Yes. Just because I had three skeleton horses, and I'd just seen Tombstone with my dad, and so I was like, "Hey, look, Western names, and here are these skeleton horses." And I have a I had on the old server a horse, a horse called named Fish. Yep, a <laughs> horse called Fish. Unfortunately, uh, Fish is gone, as are as are Dana Delaney and Kurt Russell. However. Val Kilmer the second lives on and carries on the legacy in memory. Um, I'm sure we could go find another one because I think there's like three other skeleton horses just wandering around on the server. Yeah, we could find you a fish too. I need I need a fish the second. We should spell it G H O T I this time. No. <laughs> we are going to name him Fish and spell it Fish. Okay. Um Yeah, I like I was saying, Ben Affleck is definitely not my favorite portrayal of the character. If I had to nail down one, probably Robert Pattinson at the moment. That might just be uh, novelty bias talking, though. Okay. We'll revisit that opinion in like five years. <laughs> I need to see 
Oh my goodness. Yes, you do. I still haven't seen it. It is. It, it's, it's here. You gave me your copy. Yes, I gave you the DVD copy. I have the Blu-ray copy at home. But yeah, there, there's no excuse for you to not watch the Batman. No, there is no excuse for me not to watch the Batman. Actually, there is because Bren wants to watch it with me and we haven't had the chance to sit down because mental health is a thing. Ah, yes. Spicy brain days. I am so, glad he's doing better. Um, so am I. Yeah. Once, once you and he get a chance to sit down. Watch the Batman. We might watch that tonight, <laughs> depending on when he wants to go to bed. Do that, do that. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I, I do think they need to get more Ben Affleck Batman out before they even consider doing a Batman Beyond TV, uh, movie. Yeah. Um, I also would like to see more Henry Cavill as Superman. I think he's been doing really well so far. Well, he just gave up being the Witcher for Superman, and then Warner Brother was like, nah. Yeah. Not for you. I do think that they at least confirmed that they're bringing at least Henry Cavill back. Yes. After the whole fiasco of letting him go. Well, they didn't even let him go. They were like, no, we're just not going to do it. We're just not going to. We're just not going to. You have a contract, but that's a lie. We're just not going to uphold our end of the contract that we had under. It was under previous management. That was that's their whole argument is this is under new management. Pretty much. You made contracts with other people and they've since left. Because those contracts were written before the Warner Discovery merger. That's one of those. You still have contracts, though. I think you're right. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so here's the thing. Look, are le- you ready? <laughs> Let's put it in this kind of a format. Um, if you were to rent a building. Yes. And that building has electricity and water from a certain company. Yeah. And then a new company takes over the electricity and the water. Is your contract for that building with the water and the uh, and the electricity null and void because a different company is now running the electricity and the water? Um, no. Okay, fair point. Fair and valid point. <laughs> if you make a contract with a business that is Warner Brothers, yeah, you would expect Warner Brothers to uphold that. I know what that is. That's. Okay, I thought that was my phone dingling. And no, I, no, no. Or not my phone, my computer. And I was like, what is dingling-a-linging over there? It's because I'm yep, yes. tapping on the- That was an ADHD <laughs> moment at its finest. What is this noise? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I can fix this. No, it's fine. I don't care. I got this. Boom. I don't I'm solved. <laughs> we still haven't gotten on today's topic. Um, today's topic is how we met, which... Um, so, welcome to the madness. Um, after 30 minutes of filming um, and recording, we are talking about... To be fair, we took about a ten, uh, five minute break in the middle there to... Yeah, well, actually it was closer to 10, 15. To finagalize with mic stands. Yep, now that my mic's in a new place and I can actually sit and look at Matt without like leaning forward and hurting my neck anymore. Hooray, I'm not causing neck pain. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So how do we want to go about telling this narrative? Because how I met you 
is very much a how I met your mother situation. It where definitely I is. just had friends who had weird situations and circumstances that led me to meeting you. Yeah. Versus your side of how we met, which is... Um, I feel like we should do yours first. Okay, because yours is very sad and dramatic. Um, okay, so how I met Bobby... You have um, to talk about high school, though, and explain the whole situation. Okay, yeah, that's exactly where I was going to start. Let's let's start where this all went right. Went right. Yes. Where everything- I'm actually eager to hear you tell it because I've heard B tell it a thousand times. Okay, so essentially, it was junior year of high school. I was signed up for an ancient and modern world history class because I needed the history credit. And I walk in day one and our two friends, B and Lily, are sitting in the back corner. Well, they're, yeah, back against the wall, right up towards the front. And I thought to myself, okay, those people seem the least intimidating in the whole room. I'm going to go sit by them because up to that point, I'm, I'm, I, I, don't really have great social skills. I don't know if this comes across to our lovely audience. I'm not great with people. You really aren't. You are <laughs> terrible with people and your interactions with both B and Lils is just so explanatory. Anyway, so I sit next to them and it was uh, 25 15, 2016. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of the. Uh, Dude, you've almost been graduated for. Yeah, I know. A disgustingly long amount of time. <laughs> um, anyway, so 2016, it was right at the in the middle of the freaking Trump Clinton Debate, not debates, um, election cycle. Yes. And so, what I was doing in class was constantly trying to draw parallels between current events and history because that's what. You still do that? I still do that all the time. Yes. Because that's how I learn things, right? Yes. I'm very much. Okay. Show me a modern example. Show me a modern example. Show me a simplified example. Show me something that my brain can get. And from there, I will be able to process this information. Yeah. B did not have the patience for that. (laughs) Because every statement I said ended up being wrong in one way or another. It ended up being an oversimplification of things or I misunderstood something. So every time I would open my mouth, it felt like B would be sitting right there ready to just explain to me every which way why I was wrong and how I was wrong and how wrong I was, which was fan-freaking-tastic. Easily the best high school bully you could choose. (laughs) Easily. Because she was kind of tactful (laughs) about it. She is still to this day very tactful about how she goes about choosing to correct people's wrongness. Yeah. Um, Anyway, two things 
really, well, three things really got us onto the path of being friends. So first thing is there was a boy in that class whose name we are not going to say because we don't want anyone to antagonize him. Anyway, he had apparently been antagonizing B for the entire time that they'd known each other. And they'd been to the same elementary school, the same middle school, the same high school. And Who was it? Oh, I know. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So okay. you can cut that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we don't want his name mentioned. Okay. Anyway, um, he was very much antagonizing B. Mm-hmm. And lucky for me, I was trying to get on B and Lily's good graces. Because remember, they're <laughs> the least intimidating people in the room. So You picked the hardest people to try and become friends with. And I succeeded. You did. You because succeeded. Immediately you after. Grew on them like the plague. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, would, I would like to think I'm more of a pretty moss, but we'll go with plague. You grew on them. <laughs> well, not the plague. Uh, what's a better way to put this? You... You you grew like some unwanted but needed fungus. You're a mushroom. Hooray. A fun <laughs> guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Keep anyway, on. so this kid who had been antagonizing B, I started antagonizing him. So instead of me saying something wrong and be going on a five to ten minute tangent explaining why I'm wrong in front of the whole class. Instead, this kid would say something, and then I would immediately pick a fight with him and what he was saying. And because I was picking a fight with him, B was not being seen and antagonized by this guy. All of his antagonistic energy was heading towards me. Um, second thing that got self-sacrificing. Okay. Continue. Second thing that got me on B's good graces. Um, she is deathly allergic to bananas, like anaphylactically allergic to bananas. So to explain this allergy, um, it is actually a very common allergy to be, uh, to be allergic to bananas. However, she has such an extreme allergy she is allergic to the spores that are released from banana peels. And obviously, because the peel touches the fruit, she can't eat the fruit. But if a banana opens near her, she does and will have an anaphylactic reaction of, like, EpiPen, ER visits. Like, it's it's a thing. It's also not great because she's allergic to EpiPens. She's allergic to the preservative in yeah. EpiPens. She's so, not allergic to epinephrine itself, but epinephrine does have a very specific preservative in the pen form rather yeah. than the actual like bottled form that you can get from the hospital that they'll just like stab you with yeah. there. So whenever she encountered bananas or banana peels in the wild. <laughs> Well, we're saying in the wild, because that's what it was. Is wild, wild, Yep, wild encounters with bananas. Is she would break out, use an EpiPen, break out from the EpiPen. And then have to leave basically and go home and take a... Drown herself of, in Benadryl. Yep, uh, take a buttload <laughs> of uh, Benadryl. Yeah, and so I... Pause for just one moment and please appreciate Koru. 
I hope you're in frame. I don't think you he are. He is. Fantastic. He is most definitely in frame. My cat, for those of you that are watching and not listening, is currently upside down in a poof. And now he's wiping his nose. He's so cute. He's um, being adorable. He was very cute. Anyway, so once I learned about this banana allergy, I was like, I can't let this stand. Not on my watch. <laughs> so I... <laughs> and you became the banana guard. I became Banana Batman. <laughs> I would stand outside with a trash can because it was the last period of every day. It was always right after lunch. For those of you that don't know where we live, which we're not telling you where, but um, <laughs> our high schools are set up on A, on a and B schedules. So A yeah. day, you have period one, two, three, and four. And the schedule, they're about 90 to, they're about 80 to 90 minute classes. And you go to one, two, three, and then you have lunch and then you go to fourth. Yes. And then on B days, you go to five, six, seven, lunch, and then eighth period. And then the next day is an A day. Yes. It was, it was a B8 history class. So it was always right after um, lunch so Riza 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 Pisa If you're going to play in the box Stop doing whatever you're doing Anyway So Every day I would eat my lunch as soon as I could Because I got off of PE So The gym was right next to the cafeteria Yeah. So right after PE I'd go to the cafeteria I would eat Whatever food had the shortest line, so normally pizza. Because the pizza there was gross. It was gross, nasty pizza. And then, at the end of every lunch, I always made sure that I was there at the classroom early so I could stand outside with a trash can and just make sure that nobody brought bananas into class. Because she normally got in there during lunch. Yeah. So I was there to make sure that nobody brought bananas near B. And that was the second thing that I think got her to start being friends with me. The third thing was that at the time we were in uh, history class together, I was very anti-communist, right? I very much did not believe in the idea of everybody working towards a common goal. I thought that it was dumb that people who worked longer hours didn't get paid more. I thought that was a dumb concept. Anyway, I was young and stupid. Besides the point, because because I was so anti-communist, when B graduated... And did her study abroad. And did her study abroad... She's like, I'm going to bring you back the most communist, communist thing to ever commune. And I was like, no, please don't. And she said, too late. So once we've talked about this in a previous episode. And yeah. Of what would you save from a fire, I believe. Exactly. When we were doing getting to know you, Jenga. Yep. So because she brought me home this little like three inch by two inch book of the communist sayings of and I'm going to say his name, and I'm going to butcher his name, Mao Zedong. No, it's pretty close. I'm going to get killed by Chinese people, now that you said, oh yeah, that's pretty close, because I know I butchered that name. 
<laughs> you butchered it, but it was pretty close. I tried. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> anyway, she brought that home. And <laughs> after that, we started hanging Someone's out. got the zoomies. Yeah. After that, we started hanging out more. And after that, we were just friends. Mm-hmm. So that is how I became friends with B. Now, what the audience needs to understand is that Bobby here knew B's family for like years beforehand, a decade before I even met her. So um, there is a, a part of the story that you're missing. Yeah. After uh, from B, okay. not from me, but from B. Okay. Um, after B graduated and came back from China, um, she is not a very social creature. No. And when she and Lily went through a massive falling out, B didn't have a lot of people that she interacted with. Um, by choice. Right. Not by, I don't have friends. It was by choice. And it was, she, I like to keep self to self. Yes. It was, I like to keep self to self. Which and, is very much a B thing to do. Yes. And she was really, really struggling with um, going out and doing things per her own ADHD issues and all of that. Post breakup. Yep. And they, um, she needed someone to go bra shopping with her. <laughs> and so she took you. <laughs> she, to this day, does not remember how she got your phone number, but she... Came to your house, picked you up, and took you bra shopping. That was the first time yep. you guys hung out ever yep. outside of school. That is true. That is exactly how it happened. I think I signed her. You know how I think we came in con- contact? I don't think it was a phone number. No, wait. I did give her my phone number, but first she contacted me via Tumblr. Because oh, this, she? yeah, this was the Tumblr era. This was. Oh, yeah. This was pre the female presenting nipples fiasco. So B had a Tumblr. Lily had a Tumblr. They were like, you should get a Tumblr. There's like Doctor Who shit and stuff on Tumblr. Go be on Tumblr with the nerds. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went on Tumblr with the nerds. And that's how she was able to contact me to do the bra shopping. Okay. And that's when we were, and that's how we became friends, apparently, is after we went bra shopping, she was like, oh, okay. He's cool. Yeah. And so fast forward a year, it is 2017. I am freshly graduated. She's been graduated for like a year now. So I go over to B's house every day after work because I worked at the time. As, down the street. Yep. Just down the street from her place. So I get there one day. And without any rhyme or reason or warning... And this is how I am remembering it. This may not be exactly how it happened. But I'm just standing in the hallway and suddenly from the bathroom comes just this person in a towel. Just just this random person who I've never met. This woman just streaks across in a towel. You were standing in the doorway to the hallway. Yep. And she runs across the hallway to what I always thought, what, what I at the time thought was just B's dad's office. That wasn't his office yet. Oh, no, it was a spare room, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so there's this front spare room that they had. And then she ran back into the bathroom and I was like, who was that? 
And so when B came down, I was like, B, who was that? And she was like, oh, uh, yeah, that was Bobby. And I was like, who? And she was like, a friend of my sister's. She's fallen on some rough times. She's staying with us for a bit. I'd seen you before that, I feel like. Yeah. But we'd never. You had been there and I would yell up the stairs and be like, hi, B. Hi, person. I don't know. And then go back into the spare room. Yeah. Now, remind me, did you move in there before or after? It was after. It was after Kenton was born. Yes, it was after. Right. It was a month after. Okay. So I knew of your existence not through those interactions, but through the story of how... The potato came to be. Which is an apt description of the adoption process of how B's mom suddenly acquired an infant. A potato. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's how I met Bobby. And so now to fill you in on the circumstances leading that strange naked woman to move into B's spare room, I'm going to cut over to... B. Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> to B. No, we're I'm out. not B. I don't have ginger ginger hair. No, um, we're we're not going to go all the way to across the valley in no. order to record this. Um so <laughs> I met B's family. I met her only her older sister Kay. Um I met her at school. Um Kay is a year older than me. And two years older than me and their older sister, uh, the other sister. So um, in B's families, there's three girls. There is K, T and B. And how convenient is it that they have different initials? Because if they had the same initials, we'd be having to make up pseudonyms. Oh, we would. (laughs) Um, But I didn't really know T and T was in this. She was in a year older than me. And K is is two years older than I am. Yeah. And um. B is, how old is B? B is one year older than I am. She's 25? This. She'll be 25 this May. This May, yeah. Um. Okay, so she's five years younger than I am. Yeah. Um, and I met B back when she was still technically in elementary. Oof. I think she would have been in fifth grade. <laughs> nope, that's a lie. She would have been in like sixth. Hold on. Yeah, she would have been in sixth grade. I had to think about that for a Dang. second. 12-year-old baby B. Yeah, 12-year-old baby B. <laughs> um, and um, I, after high school, um, to get a better understanding of this really quickly, um. Our families are both are both raised in the LDS church yeah. in Mormonism. Um, and after I graduated high school, I started going to singles ward. And Kay was in the same singles ward as I was. And um, Kay remembered me from high school. We had a great time hanging out at church. And she would ask me to come over and hang out um, after like ward prayer or after family home evening or... Um, a bunch of other church related activities and it became a thing where I would get off work and then I'd go over to uh, Kay's house 
yep. where B was and yep. T was. Well, T was actually in college at the time. Um, yeah, but- I'll be honest. I haven't met T um, for longer than five minutes. Which doesn't surprise. She's also not very social. She No. Uh, B is more like T than anything else. Um, T is also very keep self to self, but yeah. um, T's a smidge more outgoing than B is. Um, I feel like in explanation of sisters, B is very much like a dash of K and a whole heaping of T. Yeah. I mean, um, I've been having, I've had a conversation with B where she very much accredited T with raising her. Oh, yes. Most definitely. Because apparently C was a B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> I'm so glad that we're spelling now. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, but um, it became a regular thing for me to just go hang out. And it got to the point where I was spending the night almost every single Saturday, uh, Friday night to go to the temple Saturday morning. Oh, oh, you spending the night that we have. We're going to have to revisit that because you're going to have to tell the story about you and Kay and the basement ghost. Yes. And the horrifying hallway moment. Yes. Um, But... That is for a later story. Um, but it was very much a thing that I would go and spend the night almost every single Friday night and get up ass crack of dawn early and go to the temple. And then um, typically we would sleep for a little bit on Saturday and then we'd go out and do dinner um, or we would um, do dinner at home. And it was very much like having Four sisters that I did not have. Yeah. Um, it was very much like being four sisters. That's what I should say. Yes. Not four. Having, having four three sisters. sisters yeah. But becoming a fourth to this family. Nice. And, um, and then I got married. To and, the schmo. Yes. To the schmo. Whose name we will not say, but he is in fact a, a schmo. schmo. Um, <laughs> and that did not work out in any way, shape or form. And... Um, at the time I was in cosmetology school and if there is one thing that people tell you about cosmetology school, it's like, it's don't make great big life decisions, whether that be moving, getting married, getting divorced, um, having a kid, don't do it during cosmetology school because cosmetology school is already hard enough in the state where I live. It is 1600 hours to get your licensure that long. Yes. That's disgusting. Yeah. And um, it's a full year and you go to school Tuesday through Saturday. You work on clients. You have actual schooling. Yeah. It is a lot more than beauty school dropout type BS. Yeah. Um, Like the song beauty school dropout. It's very much. You have to learn chemicals. You have to learn sicknesses. You have to learn about um. All sorts of things like nail diseases and bloodborne diseases and HIV and STDs. and Because that's all stuff that can come up when you're dealing with people's scalps. Well, in, um, in the workforce, cosmetology, anybody who does hair, they are more likely to get an HIV or an STD than 
other workforces because if I cut myself and you have STDs or HIV, if you have HIV and then I cut you and that cut bleeds into the cut that I already have. Yeah. Or not even a I cut you. It's a situation where you have a particularly dry scalp and bleed from your scalp. Anything. Um, and so it's it's really, really hard. Also, if you have a scalp dry enough that you are getting blood and scabs from your scalp, p- please see a dermatologist. <laughs> um, very much so. But it's also possible that they just have a skin disease that they can't control. That's fair. Um, but one of the biggest things that happened was I ended up getting a divorce probably two months into school. I filed for divorce two months into school. Because the schmo was a schmo. Because the schmo was a a schmo. And (laughs) I almost said something different and I don't know what it was going to come at us. Um, But it was very, very, very hard to continue going. And um, at that point, my parents, who I moved in with, moved um, about a drive's worth an hour and 45 minutes away from the school. Yeah. For the, not even an hour and 45 minutes. I'd say it was probably about an hour and 20. Yeah. From there all the way down. Um, I did not have a car because no. my ex-husband sold my car. Because, um, again, the schmo is schmo. Yes. And it became a difficulty of like, how am I going to get to school? Well, looking into it, I was planning on transferring schools. I had something like 500 hours, and they were only willing to transfer 200 of them. Oh, gross. And I know 300 hours doesn't sound like a lot, but... 300 hours is forever. 300 hours is a long time to have to make back up. And I was not willing to lose that 300. So I commuted. I took our, um, our, speed, our speed train. Yep. From end of the line to end of the line. Every freaking Tuesday through Sunday. Tuesday through Friday. Friday. And then Saturdays, because it didn't run as early as I needed to be there, I would borrow my uh, my stepdad's car yeah. and drive down. Jeebus. Um, eventually, it changed to me st- doing that on Fridays, spending the night at B&K's house. And then just driving from B and K's house down, which was like a not even a thirty minute drive, right? And um, still kept in contact with the family this way. Well, mind you, my whole life became school. My whole life became cosmetology school, and then I got done, and I had my license, and I was like, "Okay, what do I do with my life Huzzah, now?" I'm a certified cosmetologist. I am. I'm a certified cosmetologist. I'm going to bring now? this up in every conversation I have in 2017 and 18. Because it's a kind of a big deal. <laughs> yes. And I graduated in six and um, 16. Yes. And because from there it becomes very much this, this for those who are kind of squeamish or else very uh, faint of heart. Th- this is where the shit fan situation starts. So this is the this is a trigger <laughs> warning for abuse Um. And if you don't want to hear it, you don't have to. Feel free to skip or not listen. And please excuse my cat who's throwing shit on the floor. Just pins and needles all over. We should probably clean that up really quick. Okay. Because toe pads. 
beans. Yes. yes. Okay. Do you have a magnet? You do. I've got it. Okay. So after cosmetology school, um, I was very much kind of stuck in this weird rut. And I had, looking back, um, the schmo really, really damaged my... What am I looking for? Um, Sense of self-worth? Not just that, but my self-esteem. Ah. Um, I felt like, well, great. My marriage failed. I am a failure. Yeah. Having grown up in a very LDS community where marriage is everything. Marriage is essentially the end, end all, all be, be all. all. Yes. The s- single sign of success for an adult. Yeah. And is- especially women. Especially women. Yeah. And you end up in this culture where you are supposed to be married and be a mother and have children and be a homemaker. And I was not. And my marriage failed and it fell apart and it was awful. I do think it has in the last five. I don't know if it's a specifically the religion or if as a culture, there does seem to be more of a shift away from that mentality. Or maybe I'm just not paying attention. I honestly don't know. Having left the church and not gone in years. Right. My divorce was part of what finalized me not going. And then the real experience of why I quit going was what happens next. Which is um, I met this guy on Tinder. And he seemed great and dandy at first. And we started hanging out. And we were dating for a while. And then he moved himself into my apartment disgusting and it became a huge problem at the time i was uh working on cars and i was not allowed to go to work because i worked with predominantly men so he made me quit my job and then i wasn't allowed to go out and find a new job it also didn't help that at the time you were making more than him i was i was making more than him because of my position And it became a massive issue. And it hit a point in the relationship where he knew where my family lived. Oh, my. He knew where they lived. They weren't far. They were maybe maybe 20 minutes away. And because he'd been to their house with me. Right. My parents met him. Yeah. And it was just earth shattering. Just earth shattering. And because I I couldn't go to them for help because he'd go looking for me there. And I knew he would. Right. And it was just this never ending cycle of mental and emotional and physical abuse. Right. And um, if I didn't do what I asked, I'd get hit if... If I did something I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do, I'd get hit. There was no in-between. There was no learning curve. It was do or do not. Otherwise, this is your punishment. <laughs> it's heads, he wins. Tails, you lose. Yeah. And it was just a mess. And... um. I'm not going to talk about how it happened, but, and how I got pregnant, but I ended up getting pregnant. And 
he was around for about a month, the very beginning of my pregnancy. And Mm -hmm. finally I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to leave either that or I have to go find a public parking lot and kill myself in it because my parents aren't going to have a body if not. And it was an absolute horrible moment in my life where I realized I was not going to eat. I wasn't going to make it home at some point. Yeah. I was not going to make it out of there. And the day that he ended up getting arrested, I got out and I didn't look back. And there is this police officer whose name I will never know, who won't ever know how much he drastically affected my life. He had been to the apartment on multiple occasions for domestic for domestic abuse. Yeah. And the day that this guy got arrested, um, he was there. He heard the call on the radio and assigned himself to it and came and sat with me. And I still to this day don't know that man's name. And he will not know how much of my life he drastically affected, but I will never, ever forget and never not be thankful to that man, to that officer for, for coming and being there and sitting with me and being there when um, crime scene investigations took pictures and for being there when all the female officers were like, here, let's help finish packing. Like you, you can't be here. And I finally made it back to my parents' place, which was good for the first little bit. Um, And then, as we know from previous episodes, I don't have a great relationship with my mom. Right. Which was terrible to be stuck as a 22-year-old at home with my mother, who I don't have a great relationship with. Oh, that's a weird sentence. Sorry, not the stuck at home with your mother who you don't have a great relationship with. It's, I am now the age that you were when I met you. Yeah. And I'm, you were way too young to be going through the stuff you went through. Well, and it's not uncommon. No, of course it's not uncommon. That doesn't make it any more fair. No, it doesn't. I don't think anybody is of the age to go through any of what happened. No. And (laughs) we live in a state where abortion is not supported. No. And so I couldn't get an abortion. And I couldn't tell my mom that I had a kid because my mom would make me keep it. And I couldn't live my life looking at that little little boy and knowing that he wasn't loved the way that he deserved to be. Right. Not because he came from, not not because he's not a person. But because of but the... But because of the fact that he looks so much like his sperm donor. He looks so much like him. Even now, yeah. Even now. He looks so much like his half-brother and his sperm donor together. Which is terrifying. Oh, yeah. And I would, ha- and I would not have been able to raise that little boy the way that he deserved to be raised. Yeah. And um, started looking around at people to adopt. And B's mom ended up being the one that was like, he's mine. I'll take him. And mind you, I've, I've been a part of this family for years before this now. 
right years and um was able to give birth and was living with friends and that fell through living with friends yep and i had nowhere to go i couldn't go back home i couldn't no because if i went back home i was going to be right back where i was with my mom with a person that i do not get along with and so i called up Kay and i said i need you to come and get me i need you to rescue me and she did and she came with her grandma and we filled up everything i could in the car and we left and um i had been there for probably about two weeks at b's house yep and mind you i was slowly ever more spiraling down into this horrible dark pit of despair because of postpartum depression and i didn't even know that 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 that's what my problem was yeah um but i probably like six o'clock at night had decided i needed to take a shower and had run into the bathroom and not realized i had no clothes with me (laughs) except for the dirty clothes that i had been wearing that quite frankly, I was like, I can't put this back on because they're dirty and it's awful. And I probably smell horrible. And these clothes probably smell horrible. Right. And so I was like, I got to run back to my room. What was my room at the time? And uh, go get some underwear at the very least. <laughs> and I threw open the bathroom door and there's this strange man <laughs> standing in the hallway. And I looked at him and then I ran. <laughs> And then I ran back to the bathroom <laughs> to finish up. <laughs> See, the way you tell that situation makes it feel so much more awkward and therefore is the better way to tell that story. Well, it was. There was a strange man in the hallway and I had no idea who the hell you were or what the fuck you were doing in the house. I didn't see B because B was up in her room and you were just standing in the hallway right across from the door from the bathroom. Just some guy. Just some dude standing there and I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here, but this is horrifying. Yeah. And then so that's how... That's how Bobby and I met. And yeah, for a while there, um, Bobby was mostly just hanging out with Kay still. And then Kay and B's mom. And actually, we started hanging out before they moved out. Yeah. Um, You just needed to be. You were more. <laughs> you were standing in the hallway, and um, B told you who I was. Yeah. And then a little while later, after I was done with my shower and done being naked in the hallway. Oh, oh, I forgot that this happened next. I went is... upstairs and I was like, "Hi, sorry for streaking past you." And then you also introduced us to your dog. And yep. <laughs> Introduced you to Nugget. My first interaction with Bobby's uh, dog is that I sat on the ground. I reached out to pet him. He walked up to me, took a sniff, and immediately started humping my leg. (laughs) Just right away. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is he with is he with Bren? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. where is he? He is currently with Bren, with Bobby's boyfriend. Yep. Um, his name is Tucker. We absolutely love him. We he love our is, fuck nugget. He, yes, our <laughs> tuck nugget. Um, he is part of the reason why I made it through all of that because um I got him while I was at my mom's. Yeah. And he was there. He was the one constant that I had through recovering, through pregnancy, through everything. And then basically being homeless for a while. Yeah. And then making it to this point now here where I am at a point where it's just level. And honestly, that's a good place to be. Yeah. You may not be on the up and up. You may not be skyrocketing to success, but. No, I'm at a point where it's not like I'm not going anywhere, but I'm at a point where I don't (laughs) feel like I am now continuously trying to climb out of this hole that I partially caused. And then. You're not feeling like you're sliding downhill. No, I'm not. I'm not rapidly fighting a mudslide. I'm not trying to climb a mountain while the mountain's falling apart because of the mudslide. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's the best place to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Most definitely. We're all on this journey we call life and there are going to be ups and downs. And the best that we can hope for is to just be able to keep moving forward. Yeah. One day at a time, one step at a time. Yeah. And, yeah, that's... So that's how (laughs) Matt and I met. We have... We have, as a group of three, you, me, and B have gone through so much. Oh, yeah. I, the first time I moved out was with... Us. Yep, with you guys. And when that fell through... We stayed friends. We did. We stayed friends. You still came over a ton. Yeah. And then... We we worked at the same hotel We did property. for a little while there. That was my first full-time job was yes. because of a connection I had with you. I would never have got that interview had it no. not been... Yeah. So my first full-time job, my first time moving out, it, it was... I've had a lot of firsts. Yes. Thanks for you. Yes. And it definitely, there's just something about the way that yours, mine, and B's friendship works. Wouldn't have it any other way. That we wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) Wouldn't change it. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't alter the weird, bizarre backstory or the ups or the downs. Oh, no. Our friendship has most definitely not been perfect. Oh, no, 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 no. We've had many issues, but I would say that we still definitely conquer oh yeah and i am glad to have you in my life i know that is an incredibly cheesy sappy thing to say yes it is (laughs) (laughs) but it i feel like it needs to be said you and b are easily outside of my direct family that i was born into when you have such a unique <laughs> relationship with your family, your family is so 
well knit together. Oh, yeah. And I would say that a lot of that has to do with your parents. Yeah, I've got great parents. You have the best mom and dad. Do you hear that? <laughs> your best mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, um... Rest in peace to B and Bobby. My parents are just built different. <laughs> most, yeah, most definitely. Um. <laughs> with, with the Bobby's whole family situation, we can get to at a different point. Mm, we can talk about that later on in life. Bits and bobs and pieces will probably come up throughout our series. but um, Yeah, we can talk about that <laughs> when... Other members of my family are of an age where it's not as bizarre. Yes, or awkward or weird. Yes, most definitely. Mostly awkward. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> um, other than that, do you want to leave us with a quote before we yeah. wrap up here? Do you want to find one? Sure can. So, for those who are unaware... My dear friend Bobby has been collecting quotes from pretty much every source imaginable, whether it be from books or films or television, for like the last... Church-related. For like the last five years. Facebook. It's been since 2017, I think. It's written in the front of the, the notebook. Yeah. Hold on. Do-do-do. It's on this side. Uh, yeah, 2017 is when she started collecting quotes. So... The year that she and I met. I started that notebook um, in like March, I want to say. Yeah. Let's see here. What is a good one? This one? one. That one's not marked. No, it's not. Would you like to... Is it okay to read anyway, or would you like to read yeah. a different one? It says, I need you because you make me laugh more than anyone else, and I am the best me when I'm with you, and when you're gone, nothing feels right until you return. And Which definitely describes our friendship. Yeah. You, right. mean and me. Yep. Which, hopefully in the future, you will get to meet her. Um, she has said that she would love to do the podcast, that she would love to do, like, a guest show. I would love to have her on. I, I think would that would be... fucking love it. <laughs> I think it hilarious. would be great. But we'd need more mics to do that. Yes. And so... So that's going to have to wait a little while down the line. Would be hard, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, I think, though, that that does it for... This episode, if you want to find us, uh, links are going to be in the description and show notes and also here on the credits. Um, Shout out again to my sister, Chelsea, for the lovely music that she's written for us for this pod. definitely. (laughs) And uh, with that, I'm Matt. And I'm Bobby. And this has been The Misadventures of Us. And we will see you next time. Toodles. Deuces.